Welcome to this Time to Lead podcast where leaders come together to grow and get better. I'm your host, Fred Fitzgiles, and I'm so ready to make a difference and an impact in the lives of our listeners. We believe that before you can lead others, you must first lead yourself. So on this podcast, we focus on self-leadership. Today, I really have the, the honor and pleasure to introduce to our listeners a very good friend of mine that we go back, man, many, many years, almost 20 years as I met her the first time. I was involved in network marketing business, and uh, which I'm proud to be a part of still. And uh, she was kind of one of the first people that I met. And I knew from the beginning that she had something great in her. And we have developed a business relationship and also a personal friendship over the years. We watched our kids grow up. We were there for each other, helping each other to get through a lot of the rough times. And then she you know, messed around and wrote a book. And I'm so excited to be able to talk about this. This book is called I'm Still Standing, Going Through the Storms of Life to the Rainbow of Victories. And she goes by the name of none other than Robin Johnson. And I am just so glad to be able to have my friend on the show. It's one thing to bring somebody on that you don't know, but to bring somebody on that you've seen go through the trials and tribulations and also she has inspired me at several times in my life to keep going always been that person to be that great cheerleader and friend and business partner as well and to see her now step into her next level is just really really makes my it does my heart really really good so i could this has been a long overdue we've been talking about you know ha- having her come on the show and then she knows how to get you in the headlock as well to make sure <laughs> that you make things happen so i want to introduce my friend the author of i'm still standing my friend robin johnson hey robin hey mr fitzgiles how are you today i'm doing fantastic see you like that intro didn't you Yes, I did. <laughs> I'm I, like, I who is he talking about? <laughs> yeah, that, that's a special personal introduction. How have you been? I'm good. I'm good. I mean, God has really um, been opening doors for me that I never knew that I'll be able to walk through. So, you know, I give him all the glory and praise because I feel like a Moses, mm. you know, when you like, I can't. How am I going to talk? How am right. I going to do this? Right. You know, so. God just says, let me, you know, take the wheel. So it's me and Jesus every day. Well, what I'm going to do is it's going to be me, you, and Jesus today on this <laughs> on these airways. So, Rob, what I want to do, I want to introduce you to our listeners. Tell us a little bit about your background and kind of where you're from. This is about you today. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Fitzgiles. And, yes, we've known each other since 2001. So it's That's actually, right. yeah, um, <laughs> 18 years. So Woo-hoo! it's like, dang, we, you know. Where did the time go? Know. You know, we're getting older, but our, we're getting wiser. Our kids are grown. Can't believe and it. I know. My daughter, <laughs> 23, because yes. she was four years Tamara, old. My girl, Tamara, that's right. She was four years old when I started in the business with you. I just thank God. But um, just a little bit about myself. Um, I was born June 25th, 1961. Um, I was raised by the best mother in the world, um, the late Dorothy Gross. Um, she was a single mom. She worked two jobs to make sure that, you know, kept a roof over my head and, and that I had everything, you know, that I needed. So I, I give God really the glory for allowing me to have her, you know, as my mother. We don't choose our parents. God does. So I'm just thankful to him. Um, but I grew up on the east side of Wilmington, Delaware. Um, I went through a lot of trials and tribulations as a young child. Um, today, you know, I understand why I went through those things because God has a purpose for me yes. to share my story. And my book will really tell you everything that God has done for me. I am working to really start on my next book. Mm. Um, it's going to be called um, A Christian Woman Living with Bipolar. Wow. So this could help, you know, a lot of people that may be, you know, a Christian, don't have to be a Christian, but may have the I won't say illness because we all have something, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to use the word disability. We all have something, right. you know, Jesus had a doctor with him, Luke, you know, who would have known that Jesus had a doctor with him because he knew it was going to be some sickness, you know, in this world. But um, I'm, I consider myself a humble person. I love to help people. Um, if there's anything that I can, you know, do for anyone and I'm capable, I will be there. I guess I get that from my mother. 
because she never knew how to say no. But I used to tell her, Mom, you have to say no. <laughs> I don't have a problem saying no when I need to say <laughs> right, no. Right, right. Sometimes you got to say But I don't no. like to. Right. right Sometimes yeah, yeah. you have to. Absolutely. But um, I didn't have a father in my life. Um, he denied me. And I do have uh, two brothers and two sisters on my dad's side that I happened to meet in 2000, no, not 2019, 82. Wow. So I have yeah, two brothers and two sisters. And just knowing that um, I have brothers and sisters and I love them with all my heart and, you know, I have my nieces and nephews now. So God has truly blessed me. I'm trying to think of anything else. My so, childhood. Let, let, let me just ask you this. Um, you say you have you know brothers and sisters that, that you just met. So you were pretty much the only child when you were younger to your right. mom, right? Okay, gotcha. Right. So and then right. you met the only them child my later. Mom. How was it? Right. How was it growing up in your household? And what school did you go to when you were in elementary uh, and and also middle school? Oh wow! I'm taking you back now. Yeah. Okay. Let me see. I went to Drew um, Element. No, Drew from. I think from kindergarten to the fourth grade. Wow. Then I went to Paul school from fifth grade through six. No, from fourth grade to fifth grade. Right. Because I went to Bancroft Middle School from sixth grade to eighth. And then I went to Howard Career Center. It used to be Howard High. Oh, yeah. And and I graduated from Howard High Career Center, well, Howard Career Center in 1979. Nice. My dad and my... Hey, it makes uh, me feel... Oh, yeah, I know, oh. right? I know, I know. <laughs> oh. I tell you, uh, for Howard, shout out to Howard. Um, my dad went there, you know, back in the 50s and uh, my, my, my also got three kids. Actually, two graduated from there and my and, uh, and uh, little Fred and my daughter mm-hmm. Janice is in the 10th grade right now. So she's going to Howard wow. too. So shout out to Howard. Definitely. So yes, when we, when Howard you were, Wildcats. So when you were, if you could recall back when you were younger, who was your biggest inspiration in in in, the, in like around that middle school, but high school age? Well, my mother, because like I said, she had to work two jobs. Um, and my the principal, Mr. Maurice Pritchett at Bancroft, because anytime I would get in trouble, he would always get me out of it. My mom didn't like that, but that shows that God has somebody to be uh-huh. there for me, even yes. when I got in trouble. Mr. Pritch is an but, amazing man. Yes, yes. But it was really hard growing up. Um, I was bullied. Um, I was attacked by Drew School. Um, the guy was trying to rape me, but my mother came out at the right time. Mm. Um, I was hit on by um, young men that was supposed to have been, you know, my friend. You know how you hang around you know, your neighborhood with your friends, right, right. you know, guys and girls, but they picked on me and I never knew why. Even some young ladies that, you know, we was cool. But, you know, I guess as my pastor says, when a person sees a purpose on you, see what God has for you, that's when the enemy comes out, especially through people that you know. Right, right. You know, it's not a, they hate you not because of who you are, but they hate you because who loves you and what you're about to become. So how did you get through that, that 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 moment of bullying? How did you get through it? You know, and 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 really, really not break. Well, I guess by the grace of God, you know, I'm always did ask God, why did you allow those things to happen to me as a child? And then, you know, He spoke to me and told me because you're gonna have a story to tell because God is the one who really wrote the book. I was just the one holding the pencil. Because I never thought I would write a book. But um, so now I see why I went through those things. But it was hard as a, you know, as a child because it allowed me to do things that I look back on, which I never did. Not having, you know, a man in my life, not having uh, men, relatives in my life. I had to fight my own battles. Um, my mom had to fight my battles with me and she was already doing enough. So it was it was really hard growing up you know, as the only child and in the areas where I was being bullied. Right. And, uh, and you know, it's really tough because, you know, bullying still goes on now today. You know, it's part I know, of the it's worse. It's really even worse right now. Um, and I think that, you know, for those who are listening, if you got children or if you're actually being bullied in some, some form of fashion, uh, no, you don't deserve it. Uh, but you will get through it. Uh, you got sometimes you have to outthink people, and you got to trust God. You got to trust them to be able to change the situation. And sometimes you got to take responsibility and accountability for making sure you don't wind up in places that you don't need to be in, right? Correct. Right. And then sometimes things—it's not your fault. It's not your fault 
I always wanted to say that. It's not your fault. Circumstances happen, but that doesn't have to take you out. It doesn't have to break you. You'll be able right, to get right. through it and get over it. Is that kind of, yeah, that? so what kind of advice would you give to someone right now who's going through it right now? If you're being bullied, I suggest that you get the help because there's so many young ones that are taking their lives because of being bullied. But I want people to know if you have children that are being bullied, talk to them. Let them know that God loves them. This is not the life God has for them. Don't let anyone, anyone continue to bully you and make you feel that you're not worthy. And I, I really suggest that, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a therapist to talk to if you're being bullied, because I had to go to a therapist in 2008, and that's when I found out I had bipolar. Mm. Um, they did a lot of tests on me and um, found out that I had a spot on my brain, mm. which could which could have affect the chemically imbalance and right. made it worse. Right. You know, but, um, yeah, I suggest that, you know, any parents that may be listening who have children that are being bullied, please get them to some help so they won't, you know, feel not worthy and they won't feel that they need to end their lives because we need our children, you know, that next generation. So it's, it's very important to, um, you know, get the help. And as well as when... You know, growing up, I got, as you know, Fred, I got married at a young age. Yes. You know, I was 17, trying to be grown. <laughs> um, I had my son. I was great turn 18, and I was um, abused by him. You know, so any woman that's involved in domestic violence, please get out. Please get, you know, the help that you need. I left because that wasn't for me to be, you know, um, that wasn't what God had for me, to be married and to be beat on. You know, so um, anyone who's going through that, please get the help, you know, that you need and don't do not stay in that situation. We, you know, we love our husbands and it's like, you know, you're not going to find somebody else, but that's not that's not marriage. You know, God does not join two people together and one to be hitting on one another. Absolutely. And it, it is hashtag not OK. Right, Robin? Yeah. That's right. Hashtag not okay. Get, right. out. Get, out. get out. Hashtag get out. Get out. That's it. Get out. What are some of the um the values that your mom? You know, you, you sound like your mom worked very very hard to make sure she took she actually took care of you. She worked very very hard, extremely hard. And and even in the book, it kind of you kind of highlight your mom and you kind of honor her. What 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 were the, like three main values that that that, that she taught you? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she had me in church from the day I was born. You know, and it's, it's, it's not funny, but when I think back, because she wasn't married, and then back then, my mom was born in 1938, so I think she was like 21, 22. And some of the people was like, um, you know, didn't want her to be seen in the church without a husband because she's pregnant. And it was one young lady, Miss Lolly Bell. She's no longer here, but she wanted to give my mom a baby shower. And the people in church like, no, we can't give her no baby shower. She's not married. She's pregnant. You know, so back then, they were a lot of judging people in the church that weren't married and were pregnant. But if people really knew their Bible and go back and see all the things that like David and Moses killed someone, look at David, you know, had, um, what's her name? Bathsheba husband killed online. So it was so much in the Bible. If you study, it's not our place to judge, you know, anyone God had, like I said, God chooses our parents. You know, yeah, it would be nice. My mom, my dad, my mom were together, but that's not the way it went. You know, God has our plan. God has our life already mapped out. You know, it may not be what we want, but he already has our life mapped out. But the main, I thank my mom for having me in church. She was a Sunday school teacher. She was the president. Well, I ended up being the president of the youth ministry. So by her introducing me to God and Jesus, I give her all, you know, praise for that through my God. Because it wasn't for her, you know, as the, as the saying is, train up and child on the way they shall go. When they old, they will not depart, means they will come back. God will grab them up. Absolutely. So um, it sounds like you are very, very in tune and have a strong relationship with God. That's what I'm hearing, right? Oh, yes. I love my God. I talk to him in the car. I'd be like, come on, Jesus, we're going to work this morning. Help me, you know. So, so let, yeah. So let me ask you this: Like, there's a lot of people, like you know, I talked about, you know, especially with the new millennials right now, um, and then that that what you just brought up being judged in the church. There's a lot of people right now that kind of have you know different views on religion and spirituality. 
Um, what, 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 if somebody came to you and says, listen, you know, I, how, how do I get a relationship like you with God? You always talk about God. You know, how, how, how would I get a relationship with him? What would somebody have to do in order to be able to recognize, number one, that he's real because he is. But number two, that it's not about just religion. It's, it's, it's a lot deeper than that. Well, first thing is acknowledge God, you know, and acknowledge that his son died on the cross for us. But the main thing, acknowledge that none of us are perfect. You know, we've all fall short. We all sin. I mean, we can sin. We sin every day. It could just be a thought in our mind, or it could be something that we may have said to our children or a friend that we like, oh, you know, God, forgive me. So none of us are perfect, but the religion has really messed up a lot of people. I'm spiritual, meaning God is spiritual. There's no denomination that's going to be in heaven. We're going to all be under God. But um, if a person really wants to know that God exists, just talk to him. Just, you know, just talk to God like you and I are talking now. That's all he wants is a conversation with you. You know, accept Jesus as your personal savior in your heart. You know, believe that he died on the cross for you. But it's just talking to God. Prayer is just having a conversation with God. You know, continue to pray to God, you know, your desires that you would like to have in your life. Um, ask God to get you through your trials and tribulations. Because once you accept Christ, oh, yeah, the de- enemy is going to be after you. The devil doesn't want anyone to give their life to God. So that's when you're going to really, um, like, man, I don't think I can do this. I need to go back where I was. But now, nah, if you stay with God, talk to him, he'll get you through the trials and tribulation, and just watch what God has for you. So just remember, it's not about religion. I mean, we have different church denominations. We have Pentecost, Baptist. It's all about the spirituality. It's about your relationship with God and Jesus. So that's what you have to really look at. Uh, and, you know, and, and find a church that is comfortable. Find a church that's for you. I go to church, um, Bethany Baptist Church in Lindenwall, New Jersey. Bishop Evans, David G. Evans. All right, uh, and, Bishop Evans. Shout out to Bishop Evans and the amazing radio show On Point. Yes, Saturday morning. <laughs> Saturday morning. Yes, 9 a.m. You can go to um, his face, David G. Evans 1 on Facebook. Excellent. But, you know, being there 14 years, I have learned a lot about the word, but also about me. You know, getting out of my comfort zone. You know, I have to take the first step and then God will do the rest. But it's really about finding out about yourself. And we don't judge nobody. Like my pastor said, you can. You could have been out the night before. You could have been just coming in the morning. You could be have been drinking or whatever. We're going to embrace you with love. That's what the church is supposed to do. Embrace you with love, not judge you what you have on. Because if people just come in there for the first time, they're not sure what to wear. So embrace them with love and they'll come back. Absolutely. So I'm going to take you back a little bit more. I love I love asking questions to my to my guests that kind of, you know, kind of throw them for a loop. If Robin Johnson, if you were able to talk to your 11-year-old self, what would you say to them right now? My 11-year-old self? Oh, wow. Um, Robin, you're 11 years old right now, but you just don't realize what God has for you in the future. You can't give up. You can't let that bullying, you can't let people who don't like you for no reason at all stop you. You can't take your life, which I had thought about years ago. You just you can't do it. You have to hold on. You know, God has a purpose for everyone he creates. So, Robin, you have to fight. You have to continue to just, um, just believe in yourself and know that there has to be something better in life for you, not just being bullied. I was raped before. You know, I was almost killed by an ex-boyfriend. So those are the things that I didn't think, you know, I would go through. So, but at this 11 year old, I would just tell myself, just keep living day by day and just remember that God loves you. You're here for a purpose for him. Absolutely. And uh, that is beautiful. That is really beautiful. Wow. That's some good advice. And I think it's a great question to make you kind of think back. So tell us how this book came to to be. I'm still standing. When, when did you get that idea? Well, I love Marvin Sapp. That's my favorite gospel artist. Shout out to Marvin Sapp, definitely. <laughs> yes. And for everything that I've been through as a child up until adulthood, I'm still standing. 
you know, his song, one of his songs, I can't think of it right now, but it had that in the song. And I'm like, that's a perfect title because I'm still standing. You know, I could have been going. I should have been going a long time ago. But uh, that's where the title came from. I'm still standing, going through all the storms as a child up to an adulthood, all the things that I've been through, even all the things that the enemy um, had me to do. I allowed him to have me to do them because the enemy can't make us do anything. Uh, so, you know, some of the things that I did, you know, drugs, partying, drinking, you know, and trying to find love in a man. So um, going through all of that and and being here right now to share the love of God with others, that was a great title. I'm still standing. Wow. And 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 how did not having a father uh, impact you in, as far as your relationships? What 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 was the biggest thing that caused you to make the wrong decisions? How did it how did it kind of make you feel to not have him there to be able to guide you? Well, right there, that key word that guide me because having the father around, especially with a girl, the father should take the daughters out and date them. Let them know what type of man to have and not to have. What you know a man should do to the woman and for the woman. So not having a father, I learned the hard way. You know, what is, you know, as far as knowing that if this is the right man I should be with, and I never had that. So it is important to have a, a man in a, in, a, in a girl's life, someone to guide them and show them, you know, this is how the man is supposed to treat you. And on, on, on your book, on the back, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read something here. It's really powerful. You really focus on love, and I hear all your voices all about love. It says, love can make you do imprudent things. Love can make you or break you, not knowing what it has been to do. The people you love are close to you, precious to you, and more, no matter if it's family, friends, or a lover. When I say lover, I mean a spouse, a husband, or a wife. What is love? What is love intended to do? What is love all about? What is the true meaning of love? So I'm going to ask you, Rob, what, based on what your own book, what is what does the true meaning of love mean to Robin Johnson? Mm, the true meaning of love is to be there when someone really needs you as far as, to make sure I word it right, um, somebody could be really going through a bad day. They could have been going through some of the things that I've been through. So just showing that you care, that's what love is really about, showing a person that you do care for them. I know there's days where we may not feel like talking to somebody, but when God puts people in our paths that may need a kind word or just a smile, you could be right there in the time that that person needs you. You know, love is love is not just um, a feeling. Love is just saying, you know, good morning. You know, how are you? Have a blessed day. Just showing kindness. Like if you're married, you know, you may wake up not in a great mood, but your husband may say, well, hon, you know, what do you need me to do for you today? You know, I know you've had a hard week. Love is just showing love. You know, sometimes it's just hard to describe because some people can uh, take advantage when they know the kind of love that you have in your heart. And that's why the word says God looks at your heart. You know, you could, a lot of people say, oh, she is so beautiful. Oh, man, she is, oh, he's handsome. But his heart could be, you know, not right. You know, when you have love in your heart, you're going to treat people nice. And that's what God has given me. He has given me a, a heart that has grown more and more, you know, with love. Absolutely. And you are definitely full of love because you raised some amazing kids. Um, and I know that you've been a great mother as well. You had to, to really rely on love because our kids drive us nuts. But you still did oh, a yeah. great job in making sure that you showed that love as well. What was what were some of the values that you instilled in your own children? Um, about God, you know, I let them know that God loves you even when you do wrong, when you're not serving him the way that you should. But he still loves you and you have to grow as well, you know, um, in love. But what I instilled in my son, as far as love, I mean, I kept him in church like my mom. And, you know, our kids sometimes do stray. With my daughter, you know, I instill love in her and, and I teach her to, you know, 
be nice and be kind to people, but mainly, you know, God has blessed you and all he asks is that you give him, you know, time. But I know our kids, you know, they have to learn and make their own mistakes. All we can do as parents is let them see our life. You know, let them know, hey, there is no handbook to be a parent. But let them see, okay, I know my mom, because my kids tell me, sometimes, mom, you're just too nice. But that's just who I am. And, you know, I can get taken advantage of, but I know that God God has me. But um, that's what I try to steal in my children. Absolutely. So um, this book, I'm Still Standing, um, how can people uh, purchase this book? And also let everybody know how they can get a hold of you in case they want you to come. What, what kind of other things do you do besides being an author? Well, we know this is my first book. I know you're doing your volunteer thing, too. (laughs) Yeah, no. So I want to make sure I put that out there as well. Uh, Yeah, well, the book was completed April of 2018. Um, It's on all online bookstores, Amazon, Barnes & Nobles. Um, Just put in um, I'm Still Standing by Robin Johnson. And as far as other things I do, um, 2017, um, one of my friends at church had um, gave information to our pastor regarding insurance um, adjusters needed. So when I reached out to her, she had told me to go to a website, Vanguard Emergency Management. And I became an inspector, you know, when there's disasters, hurricanes, tornadoes, floods. And my first assignment, not knowing it was going to be all those hurricanes in 2017. I was in Florida and Miami for two months from oh. September to November, wow. you know, going to inspect the damages and sending all the information to FEMA so the people can get the assistance. Nice. And it was a rewarding job. I mean, yeah, the money was good, but I met nice people. Mm. And just knowing that I'm doing something to help, you know, people. Yes. Um, I do catch the fire at my church where we give out clothes, food um, to those less fortunate and the homeless. Um, see what else I do. Well, legal shield, I've been doing that for 18 years. Because yes. I believe everyone needs to have access to an attorney and identity theft protection. Yes. You know, yes, because with everything going on now, people signing contracts, people, you know, giving their credit card information over the phones, people calling saying with the IRS. So just giving out my information, having to go to the website, and that way they can actually see everything that's covered. So, um, oh, and two, I'm telling you, God has opened up a door I never thought okay. would be open. Tell me about it. I, um, one of my um, sisters in Christ at church sent me a flyer regarding an event for authors and artists. So in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, because I go to church you know, in Jersey. So I went and met a young lady that goes to our church. I just found out. Kimberly, she's doing a production. Miss um, Vagina Milalog. I hope I'm saying it correctly. Okay. So um, she said, you want to audition? I said, I'm not an actress. I said, but I love to have fun too. Right. You know, I love to have fun because laughter is good for the soul. So I went for the audition and my daughter said, mom, you need a monologue. I'm like, a monologue? I said, oh shoot, I didn't pick anything. So when I got there, I was thinking, who can I pretend to be? My favorite actress, Jennifer Lewis. So I did the part where she was at the cemetery when her dad died, when she was standing over the, um, the grave oh, site. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so right. I did that, and then I received an email that I was picked. So, nice. So um, June the 2nd, we do a meet and greet with the other um, people You're who You're going to be a big-time actress. Okay, I love it's that. It's a stage play, Stage too. play, okay, all right. That's so, good, that's good. So rehearsals will be starting. Thank you. So I'm like, okay, God. You know you got to be with me. Yeah, right. With this, yes. But I'm looking forward to it. Long as it's something where she says she loved my energy and my spirit. Mm -hmm. So if I just be myself, I'll be fine. Well, you got that. You got that spirit. You got that energy. You got that love. You got everything. I think everything. All, all, all that makes up who Robin Johnson is. I believe you put it in this book, and I want to encourage you guys to definitely, definitely go to uh, Amazon and pick up. Type in I'm Still Standing by Robin Johnson, my friend. Uh, You can definitely, I mean, and also it's not only just a book uh, with her story, but you have a lot of poetry in here. So where did the poetry come from? I I know you were a poet. Me neither. (laughs) Well, I can tell you, my ex-husband, he was a poet writer. And after we divorced in 2007, God gave me all those poems that y'all will see in the book. God gave me those. I mean, that's I'm telling the truth from my heart. God gave me all of those points. So um, 
I don't even remember the point. I mean, I know the points. The, my favorite one is yesterday is gone, mm. meaning we can't change what happened yesterday, but we can look forward to tomorrow. I like that. Yeah, that is, that is really good. <laughs> Matter of fact, I like it so much. I'm going to go ahead and find it. And it's called yeah. Yesterday is Gone. Yeah, I see. That's page 76. If you've already gotten the book and you listen to the podcast, it is on page 76. And I'm going to go ahead and since it's your favorite, it's about to be 8,000 yeah. of our listeners' favorite right now. Yesterday is Gone. Another one I like. I'm going to um, read it. I'm going to read it. It's my brother. My brother, Why Kill Another. Hmm. I love that one. My brother, yeah. why kill another? Kill another. So, <clears throat> let me give you a little sample of yesterday that's going. I'm going to go ahead and read this incredible poem. It's on page 76 of I'm Still Standing by Robin Johnson. Yesterday is gone. As a new day arises, yesterday is gone. I look back at my past and say, so long. I've come from a mighty long way, able to say, happy I am in this life today. As I sit here on a cool night, I look at the stars above. I plan for my future because yesterday is gone. My past, I lived in darkness, not knowing the truth, what the Lord had in store for my youth. Dreams can be achieved and visions are real. Thank God Almighty, I am still here. I cultivate my mind to achieve at this time, to live for today. For tomorrow shall be mine. The past is thrown into the sea. And my life has been set free. For success is just around the bend. Oh, thank heavens. I can live again. I am an eagle soaring high. To land among the stars. In a twinkle of an eye. Past dreams are gone. Today's dreams are real. Yesterday is gone. Today. I am still here. That is Yesterday is Gone, an amazing poem on page 76 of I'm Still Standing. You heard it first. I am so glad to have had her on our show by Robin Johnson, my friend, my partner, and author and future, I say, Oscar award-winning <laughs> screenplay monologue superstar hey. actress, and she helps out in the community. She has a great heart. Robin, just thank you for taking time. I know you're super busy uh, to to be on the show with us today. It's been an honor and privilege to finally get you on your podcast. Um, just just one last thing. If if anybody wants to pursue their dreams, but they're feeling a little bit, they're not feeling confident, or they, they have a self-esteem issue, not believing in themselves, what kind of advice would you give them so they can achieve their dreams? Um, the best advice that I can give anyone, um, this is coming from the heart. If I can do it from being out there doing drugs, clubbing, you know, lying, I've stole, you know, all the things that I did and knowing that who knew that I would be here today. I just want to say this to the listeners. Every one of you has a purpose. We just have to dig deep down within us to find out what that purpose is. All of us have dreams, but dreams are dead unless you put work to the dreams to make them come to light. So, I mean, that's my advice. You got to believe in yourself. You got to come out of that comfort zone. You got to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I'm God's child. I may not be living right. I'm not perfect, but I belong to God. And what he has for me, no one, no one can take from me unless I allow them to take it from me. You heard it first from Robin Johnson, author of I'm Still Standing, going through the storms of life to the, to the rainbows of victories. Robin, I thank you so much for, for being able to be on the show with us. And that is a wrap. Thank you so much, Robin, for being. Uh, Robin, can we possibly get you back on the show in the future? Oh, sure, because um, after I do this stage play, y'all going to want to know what, how it was. Uh, no, that's right. So you got to come back and tell us. Definitely going to win. So, so we'll be back with Robin Johnson as well in the future after she does her stage play. But for right now, I just want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, my oh, friend. I appreciate thank it. Thank you, Mr. Fitzgerald. We had a great time, didn't we? Oh, yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> Thank you.
Like, how have you been? I'm good. I'm good. I mean, God has really um, been opening doors for me that I never knew that I'll be able to walk through. So, you know, I give him all the glory and praise because I feel like a Moses, mm. you know, when you like, I can't, how am I going to talk? How am right. I going to do this? Right. You know, so God just says, let me, you know, take the wheel. So it's me and Jesus every day. Well, what I'm going to do is it's going to be me, you, and Jesus today on this <laughs> on these airways. And our listeners, I just want to let you guys know you can give us a call at 610-466-5461. You can also email us at studio22livetv at gmail.com and just let us know all your comments. And if you like this interview, we'd like to get some feedback from you. So, Rob, what I want to do, I want to introduce you to our listeners. Tell us a little bit about your background and kind of where you're from. This is about you today. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Fitzgiles. And yes, we've known each other since 2001. So it's That's actually, right. yeah, um, 18 years. So <laughs> it's like, dang, we, you know, where did the time go? Know. You know, we're getting older, but our, we're getting wiser. Our kids are grown. Can't believe yeah. it. I know. My daughter, 23, because <laughs> yes. she was four years Tamara, old. Tamara, my girl Tamara. That's right. She was four years old when I started in the business with you. Yep. Um, it was prepaid legal service That's right. then. Absolutely. It's now legal shield. Yep. So, you know, I just thank God. But um, just a little bit about myself. Um, I was born June 25th, 1961. Um, I was raised by the best mother in the world, um, the late Dorothy Gross. Um, she was a single mom. She worked two jobs to make sure that, you know, kept a roof over my head and, and that I had everything, you know, that I needed. So I, I give God really the glory for allowing me to have her, you know, as my mother. We don't choose our parents. God does. So I'm just thankful to him. Um, but I grew up on the east side of Wilmington, Delaware. Um, I went through a lot of trials and tribulations as a young child. Um, today, you know, I understand why I went through those things, because God has a purpose for me yes. to share my story. And my book will really tell you everything that God has done for me. I am working to get ready to start on my next book. Mm. Um, it's going to be called um, A Christian Woman Living with Bipolar. Wow. So this could help, you know, a lot of people that may be, you know, a Christian, don't have to be a Christian, but may have the, I don't want to say illness, because we all have something. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to use the word disability. We all have something. Right. You know, Jesus had a doctor with him, Luke. You know, who would have known that Jesus had a doctor with him because he knew it was going to be some sickness, you know, in this world. But um, I'm, I consider myself a humble person. I love to help people. Um, if there's anything that I can, you know, do for anyone and I'm capable, I will be there. I guess I get that from my mother because mm. she never knew how to say no. But I used to tell her, Mom, you have to say no. <laughs> I don't have a problem saying no when I need to say <laughs> right, no. Right, right. Sometimes you got to But I don't no. like to. Right. right Sometimes yeah, yeah. you have to. Absolutely. But, um... I didn't have a father in my life. Um, he denied me. And I do have uh, two brothers and two sisters on my dad's side that I happened to meet in 2000, no, not 2019, 82. Wow. So I have yeah, two brothers and two sisters. And just knowing that um, I have brothers and sisters and I love them with all my heart and, you know, I have my nieces and nephews now. So God has truly blessed me. I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, my so childhood. Let, let, let me just ask you this: um, You say you have, you know, brothers and sisters that, that you just met. So you were pretty much the only child when you were younger to your right. mom, right? Okay, gotcha. Right. So and then right. you the met only them child later. Mom. How was it? Right. How was it growing up in your household? And what school did you go to when you were in elementary uh, and and also middle school? Oh wow! I'm taking you back now. Yeah. Okay. Let me see. I went to Drew um, Element. No, Drew. From I think from kindergarten to the fourth grade. Wow. Then I went to Paul school from fifth grade through six. No, from fourth grade to fifth grade. Right. Because I went to Bancroft Middle School from sixth grade to eighth, and then I went to Howard Career Center. It used to be Howard High. Oh yeah. And and I graduated from Howard High Career Center. Well, Howard Career Center in 1979. Nice. My dad and my <laughs> it makes me feel. Yeah, I know, oh. right? I know, I know. <laughs> oh. 
I tell you, uh, for Howard, shout out to Howard. Um, my dad went there, you know, back in the fifties, and uh, my 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 also got three kids. Actually, two graduated from there, and my and uh, and uh, little Fred, and my daughter mm-hmm. Janae is in the tenth grade right now, so she's going to Howard wow. too. So shout out to Howard, definitely. So yes, when we, when Howard were, Wildcats. So when you were, if you could recall back when you were younger, who was your biggest inspiration in in in, the, in like around that middle school, but high school age? Well, my mother, because like I said, she had to work two jobs. Um, and my the principal, Mr. Maurice Pritchett at Bancroft, because anytime I would get in trouble, he would always get me out of it. My mom didn't like that, but that shows that God has somebody to be uh-huh. there for me, even yes. when I got in trouble. Mr. Pritchett's an but, amazing man. Yes, yes. But it was really hard growing up. Um, I was bullied. Um, I was attacked by Drew School. Um, the guy was trying to rape me, but my mother came out at the right time. Mm. Um, I was hit on by um, young men that was supposed to have been, you know, my friends. You know how you hang around, you know, your neighborhood with your friends, right, right. you know, guys and girls. But they picked on me and I never knew why. Even some young ladies that, you know, we was cool. But, you know, I guess as my pastor says. When a person sees a purpose on you, see what God has for you, that's when the enemy comes out, especially through people that you know. Right, right. You know, it's not, a, they hate you not because of who you are, but they hate you because who loves you and what you're about to become. Well, so how did you get through that that, that, that moment of bullying? How did you get through, you know, and, and, and really, really not break? Well, I guess by the grace of God, you know, I'm always did ask God, why did you allow those things to happen to me as a child? And then, you know, he spoke to me and told me because you're going to have a story to tell because God is the one who really wrote the book. I was just the one holding the pencil because I'm never thought I would write a book. But um, so now I see why I went through those things. But it was hard as a, you know, as a child because it allowed me to do things that I look back on, which I never did, not having, you know, a man in my life, not having uh, men relatives in my life. I had to fight my own battles. Um, my mom had to fight my battles with me, and she was already doing enough. So it was it was really hard growing up, you know, as the only child and in the areas where I was being bullied. Right. And, uh, and, you know, it's really tough because, you know, bullying still goes on now today. You know, it's part I know, of the it's worse. That it's really even worse right now. Um, and I think that, you know, for those who are listening, if you got children or if you're actually being bullied in some some form of fashion, uh, no, you don't deserve it. Uh, but you will get through it. Uh, you got sometimes you have to outthink people and you got to trust God. You got to trust them to be able to change that situation. And sometimes you got to take responsibility and accountability for making sure you don't wind up in places that you don't need to be in. Right. All right. And then sometimes things it's not your fault. It's not your fault. I always want to say that it's not your fault. Circumstances happen, but it doesn't have to take you out. It doesn't have to break you. You'll be able right, to get right. through it and get over it. Is that kind yeah, of is that. So what kind of advice would you give to someone right now who's going through it right now? If you're being bullied, I suggest that you get the help because there's so many young ones that are taking their lives because of being bullied. But I want people to know if you have children that are being bullied. Talk to them. Let them know that God loves them. This is not the life God has for them. Don't let anyone, anyone continue to bully you and make you feel that you're not worthy. And I I really suggest that, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a therapist to talk to if you're being bullied. Because I had to go to a therapist in 2008, and that's when I found out I had bipolar. Mm. Um, They did a lot of tests on me and um, found out that I had a spot on my brain. Mm. Which could, which could have affect the chemically imbalance and right. made it worse. Right. You know, but um, yeah, I suggest that you know any parents that may be listening who have children that are being bullied, please get them to some help, so they won't you know feel not worthy and they won't feel that they need to end their lives because we need our children, you know, that next generation. So it's it's very important to um you know get the help and. As well as when, you know, growing up, I got, as you know, Fred, I got married at a young age. Yes. You know, I was 17, trying to be grown. <laughs> um, I had my son. I was great turn 18, and I was um, abused by him. You know, so any woman that's involved in domestic violence, please get out. Please get, you know, the help that you need. I left because that wasn't for me 
to be, you know, um, that wasn't what God had for me to be married and to be beat on, you know, so um, anyone who's going through that, please get the help, you know, that you need and don't do not stay in that situation. We, you know, we love our husbands and it's like, you know, you're not going to find somebody else, but that's not, that's not marriage. You know, God does not join two people together and one to be hitting on one another. Absolutely. And it, it is hashtag not okay. Right, Robin? That's right. Hashtag not okay. That's get right. out. Hashtag get out. get out. Get out. That's it. Get out. What are some of the um the values that your mom, you know, you sound like your mom worked very, very hard to make sure she, took, she actually took care of you. She worked very, very hard, extremely hard. And and even in the book, it kind of you kind of highlight your mom and you kind of honor her. What what, what were the, like three main values that, 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 that she taught you? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she had me in church from the day I was born, you know, and it's, it's it's not funny. But when I think back, because she wasn't married, and then back then, my mom was born in 1938, so I think she was like 21, 22. And some of the people was like, um, you know, didn't want her to be seen in the church without a husband because she's pregnant. And it was one young lady, Miss Lolly Bell. She's no longer here. But she wanted to give my mom a baby shower. And the people in church like, no, we can't give her no baby shower. She's not married. She's pregnant. You know, so back then, there was a lot of judging people in the church that weren't married and were pregnant. But if people really knew their Bible and go back and see all the things that, like, David and Moses killed someone. Look at David, you know, had, um, what's her name, Bathsheba, husband killed online. So it was so much in the Bible, if you study, it's not our place to judge, you know, anyone. God had, like I said, God chooses our parents. You know, yeah, it would have been nice my mom, my dad, and my mom were together, but that's not the way it went. You know, God has our plan. God has our life already mapped out. You know, it may not be what we want, but he already has our life mapped out. But the main, I thank my mom for having me in church. She was a Sunday school teacher. She was the president, well, I ended up being the president of the youth ministry. So by her introducing me to God and Jesus, I give her all, you know, praise for that through my God. Because it wasn't for her, you know, as the, as the saying is, train up and child in the way they shall go. When they old, they will not depart, means they will come back. God will grab them up. Absolutely. So um, it sounds like you are very, very in tune and have a strong relationship with God. That's what I'm hearing, right? Oh, yes. I love my guy. I talk to him in the car. I'd be like, come on, Jesus, we're going to work this morning. Help me, you know. So, so let, yeah. So let me ask you this. Like, there's a lot of people, like, you know, I talked about, you know, especially with the new millennials right now. Um, and then that that what you just brought up being judged in the church. There's a lot of people right now that kind of have, you know, different views on religion and spirituality. Um, what, 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 if somebody came to you and says, listen, you know, I, how, how do I get a relationship like you with God? You always talk about God, you know, how, how, how would I get a relationship with him? What would somebody have to do in order to be able to recognize number one, that he's real because he is, but number two, that it's not about just religion. It's, it's, it's a lot deeper than that. Well, first thing is acknowledge God, you know, and acknowledge that his son died on the cross for us. So the main thing, acknowledge that none of us are perfect. You know, we've all fall short. We all sin. I mean, we can sin. We sin every day. It could just be a thought in our mind, or it could be something that we may have said to our children or a friend that we like, oh, you know, God, forgive me. So none of us are perfect, but the religion has really messed up a lot of people. I'm spiritual, meaning God is spiritual. There's no denomination that's going to be in heaven. We're going to all be under God. But um, if a person really wants to know that God exists, just talk to him. Just, you know, just talk to God like you and I are talking now. That's all all he wants is a conversation with you. You know, accept Jesus as your personal savior in your heart. You know, believe that he died on the cross for you. But it's just talking to God. Prayer is just having a conversation with God. You know, continue to pray to God, you know, your desires that you would like to have in your life. Um, ask God to get you through your trials and tribulations. Because once you accept Christ, oh, yeah, the de- enemy is going to be after you. The devil doesn't want anyone to give their life to God. So that's when you're going to really, um, like, man, I don't think I can do this. I need to go back where I was. But no, nah, if you stay with God, talk to him, 
he'll get you through the trials and tribulation and just watch what God has for you. So just remember, it's not about religion. I mean, we have different church denominations. We have Pentecost, Baptist. It's all about the spirituality. It's about your relationship with God and Jesus. So that's what you have to really look at. Uh, and, you know, and, and find a church that is comfortable. Find a church that's for you. I go to church, um, Bethany Baptist Church in Lindenwall, New Jersey. Bishop Evans, David G. Evans. All right, uh, and, Bishop Evans. Shout out to Bishop Evans and the amazing radio show On Point. Yes, Saturday morning. <laughs> Saturday morning. Yes, 9 a.m. You can go to um, his faith, David G. Evans 1 on Facebook. Excellent. But, you know, being there 14 years, I have learned a lot about the word, but also about me. You know, getting out of my comfort zone. You know, I have to take the first step, and then God will do the rest. But it's really about finding out about yourself. And we don't judge nobody. Like my pastor said, you can... You could have been out the night before. You could have been just coming in the morning. You could be have been drinking or whatever. We're going to embrace you with love. That's what the church is supposed to do. Embrace you with love, not judge you what you have on. Because if people just come in there for the first time, they're not sure what to wear. So embrace them with love and they'll come back. Absolutely. So I'm going to take you back a little bit more. I love I love asking questions to my to my guests that kind of, you know, kind of throw them for a loop. If Robin Johnson, if you were able to talk to your 11-year-old self, what would you say to them right now? My 11-year-old self? Oh, wow. Um, Robin, you're 11 years old right now, but you just don't realize what God has for you in the future. You can't give up. You can't let that bullying, you can't let people who don't like you for no reason at all stop you. You can't take your life, which I had thought about years ago. You just you can't do it. You have to hold on. You know, God has a purpose for everyone he creates. So, Robin, you have to fight. You have to continue to just um, just believe in yourself and know that there has to be something better in life for you, not just being bullied. I was raped before. You know, I was almost killed by an ex-boyfriend. So those are the things that I didn't think, you know, I would go through. So, but as an 11 year old, I would just tell myself, just keep living day by day and just remember that God loves you. You're here for a purpose for him. Absolutely. And uh, that is beautiful. That is really beautiful. Wow. That's some good advice. And I think it's a great question to make you kind of think back. So tell us how this book came to, to be. I'm still standing. When, when did you get that idea? Well, I love Marvin Sapp. That's my favorite gospel artist. Shout out to Marvin Sapp, definitely. <laughs> yes. And for everything that I've been through as a child up until adulthood, I'm still standing. You know, his song, one of his songs, I can't think of it right now, but it had that in the song. And I'm like, that's a perfect title because I'm still standing. You know, I could have been going, I should have been going a long time ago, but uh, that's where the title came from. I'm still standing, going through all the storms as a child up to an adulthood, all the things that I've been through, even all the things that the enemy um, had me to do. I allowed him to have me to do them because the enemy can't make us do anything. Uh, so, you know, some of the things that I did, you know, drugs, partying, drinking, you know, and trying to find love in a man. So, um, going through all of that and and being here right now to share the love of God with others, that was a great title. I'm still standing. Wow. And and, and how did not having a father uh, impact you in, as far as your relationships? What 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 was the biggest thing that caused you to make the wrong decisions? How did it? How did it kind of make you feel to not have him there to be able to guide you? Well, right there, that key word, you guide me, because having the father around, especially with a girl, the father should take the daughters out and date them, let them know what type of man to have and not to have, what, you know, a man should do to the woman and for the woman. So not having a father, I learned the hard way. You know, what is, you know, as far as knowing that if this is the right man I should be with, and I never had that. So it is important to have a, a man in a, in a in a girl's life, someone to guide them and show them, you know, this is how the man is supposed to treat you. 
And on, on, on your book, on the back, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read something here. It's really powerful. You really focus on love. And I hear all your voices all about love. It says, love can make you do imprudent things. Love can make you or break you, not knowing what it has been to do. The people you love are close to you, precious to you, and more. No matter if it's family, friends, or a lover. When I say lover, I mean a spouse, a husband, or a wife. What is love? What is love intended to do? What is love all about? What is the true meaning of love? So I'm going to ask you, Rob, what, based on what your own book, what is what does the true meaning of love mean to Robin Johnson? Mm, the true meaning of love is to be there when someone really needs you as far as, to make sure I word it right, um, somebody could be really going through a bad day. They could have been going through some of the things that I've been through. So just showing that you care, that's what love is really about, showing a person that you do care for them. I know there's days where we may not feel like talking to somebody, but when God puts people in our paths that may need a kind word or just a smile, you could be right there in the time that that person needs you. You know, love is love is not just um, a feeling. Love is just saying, you know, good morning. You know, how are you? Have a blessed day. Just showing kindness. Like if you're married, you know, you may wake up not in a great mood. But your husband may say, well, hon, you know, what do you need me to do for you today? You know, I know you've had a hard week. Love is just showing love. You know, sometimes it's just hard to describe because some people can uh, take advantage when they know the kind of love that you have in your heart. And that's why the word says God looks at your heart. You know, you could, a lot of people say, oh, she is so beautiful. Oh, man, she is. Oh, he's handsome. But his heart could be, you know, not right. You know, when you have love in your heart, you're going to treat people nice. And that's what God has given me. He has given me a, a heart that has grown more and more, you know, with love. Absolutely. And you are definitely full of love because you raised some amazing kids. Um, and I know that you've been a great mother as well. You had to, to really rely on love because our kids drive us nuts. But you still did oh, a yeah. great job in making sure that you showed that love as well. What was what were some of the values that you instilled in your own children? Um, about God, you know, I let them know that God loves you even when you do wrong, when you're not serving him the way that you should. But he still loves you and you have to grow as well, you know. Um, in love. But what I instilled in my son, as far as love, I mean, I kept him in church like my mom. And, you know, our kids sometimes do stray. With my daughter, you know, I instill love in her and, and I teach her to, you know, be nice and be kind to people. But mainly, you know, God has blessed you and all he asks is that you give him, you know, time. But I know our kids, you know, they have to learn and make their own mistakes. All we can do as parents is let them see our life. You know, let them know, hey, there is no handbook to be a parent. Mm -hmm. But let them see, okay, I know my mom, because my kids tell me, sometimes, mom, you're just too nice. But that's just who I am. And, you know, I can get taken advantage of, but I know that God God has me. But um, that's what I try to steal in my children. Absolutely. So um, this book, I'm Still Standing, um, how can people uh, purchase this book and also let everybody know how they can get a hold of you in case they want you to come? What, what kind of other things do you do besides being an author? Well, well you know, this is I, my I, first book. I know book. you're doing your volunteer thing, too. <laughs> yeah, no. So I want to make sure I put that out there as well. Uh, yeah, well, the book was completed April of 2018. Um, it's on all online bookstores, Amazon, Barnes & Nobles. Um, just put in um, I'm Still Standing by Robin Johnson. And as far as other things I do, um, 2017, um, one of my friends at church had um, gave information to our pastor regarding insurance um, adjusters needed. So when I reached out to her, she had told me to go to a website, Vanguard Emergency Management. And I became an inspector, you know, when there's disasters, hurricanes, tornadoes, floods. And my first assignment, not knowing it was going to be all those hurricanes in 2017, I was in Florida in Miami for two months, from oh. September to November, wow. you know, going to inspect the damages, 
and sending all the information to FEMA so the people can get the assistance. Nice. And it was a rewarding job. I mean, yeah, the money was good, but I met nice people. Mm. And just knowing that I'm doing something to help, you know, people. Yes. Um, I do catch the fire at my church where we give out clothes, food um, to those less fortunate and the homeless. Um, see what else I do. Well, legal shield. I've been doing that for 18 years. Because yes. I believe everyone needs to have access to an attorney and identity theft protection. Yes. You know, yes, because with everything going on now, people signing contracts, people, you know, giving their credit card information over the phones, people calling saying with IRS. So just giving out my information, having to go to the website, and that way they can actually see everything that's covered. So, um, oh, and two, I'm telling you, God has opened up a door I never thought okay. would be open. Tell me about it. I, um, one of my um, sisters in Christ at church sent me a flyer regarding an event for authors and artists. So in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, because I go to church you know, in Jersey. So I went and met a young lady that goes to our church. I just found out. Kimberly, she's doing a production. Um, it's Vagina Law. I hope I'm saying it correctly. Okay. So um, she said, you want to audition? I said, I'm not an actress. I said, but I love to have fun, too. Right. You know, I love to have fun because laughter is good for the soul. So I went for the audition, and my daughter said, Mom, you need a monologue. I'm like, a monologue? I said, oh, shoot, I didn't pick anything. So when I got there, I was thinking, who can I pretend to be? My favorite actress, Jennifer Lewis. So I did the part where she was at the cemetery when her dad died, when she was standing over the, um, the grave oh, site. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so right. I did that, and then I received an email that I was picked. So, nice. So um, June the 2nd, we do a meet and greet with the other um, people You're who gonna audition. You're going to be a big-time actress. Okay, I love it's that. It's a stage play, Stage too. play, okay, all right. That's so, good, that's good. So rehearsals will be starting. Thank you. So I'm like, okay, God. You know you got to be with me. Yeah, right. With this, yes. But I'm looking around. forward to it. As long as it's something where she said she loved my energy and my spirit. Mm -hmm. So if yeah. I just be myself, I, I'll be fine. Well, you got that. You got that spirit. You got that energy. You got that love. You got everything. I think everything, all, all, all that makes up who Robin Johnson is. I believe you put it in this book, and I want to encourage you guys to definitely, definitely go to uh, Amazon and pick up. Type in I'm Still Standing by Robin Johnson, my friend. Uh, you can definitely, I mean, and also it's not only just a book uh, with her story, but you have a lot of poetry in here. So where did the poetry come from? Oh, I, know, wow. I know you were a poet. Me neither. <laughs> well, I can tell you, my ex-husband, he was a poet writer. And after we divorced in 2007, God gave me all those poems that y'all will see in the book. God gave me those I mean, that's I'm telling the truth from my heart. God gave me all of those points. So um, I don't even remember the point. I mean, I know the points. The, my favorite one is yesterday is gone, mm. meaning we can't change what happened yesterday, but we can look forward to tomorrow. I like that. Yeah, that is, that is really good. Matter of fact, I like it so much. I'm going to go ahead and find it. And it's going. Yeah. Yesterday is going. Yeah, I see. That's page 76. If you've already gotten the book and you listen to the podcast, it is on page 76. And I'm going to go ahead and, since it's your favorite, it's about to be 8,000 yeah. of our listeners' favorite right now. Yesterday is going. Another one I like. I'm going to um, read it. I'm going to read it. It's my brother. My brother, why kill another? Hmm. I love that one. My brother, yeah. why kill another? Kill another. So, <clears throat> let me give you a little sample of yesterday that's going. I'm going to go ahead and read this incredible poem. It's on page 76 of I'm Still Standing by Robin Johnson. Yesterday is gone. As a new day arises, yesterday is gone. I look back at my past and say, so long. I've come from a mighty long way, able to say, happy I am in this life today. As I sit here on a cool night, I look at the stars above. I plan for my future because yesterday is gone. My past, I lived in darkness, not knowing the truth, what the Lord had in store for my youth. Dreams can be achieved and visions are real. Thank God Almighty, I am still here. I cultivate my mind to achieve at this time, to live for today. For tomorrow shall be mine. The past is thrown into the sea. And my life has been set free. For success is just around the bend. 
Oh, thank heavens, I can live again. I am an eagle soaring high to land among the stars in a twinkle of an eye. Past dreams are gone. Today's dreams are real. Yesterday is gone. Today, I am still here. That is Yesterday is Gone, an amazing poem on page 76 of I'm Still Standing. You heard it first. I am so glad to have had her on our show by Robin Johnson, my friend, my partner, and author, and future, I say, Oscar award-winning <laughs> screenplay monologue superstar Dang. actress, and she helps out in the community. She has a great heart. Robin, just thank you for taking time. I know you're super busy uh, to to be on the show with us today. It's been an honor and privilege to finally get you Thanks. on the podcast. Um, just one last thing. If, if anybody wants to pursue their dreams, but they're feeling a little bit, they're not feeling confident, or they have a self-esteem issue, not believing in themselves, what kind of advice would you give them so they can achieve their dreams? Um, the best advice that I can give anyone, um, this is coming from the heart. If I can do it from being out there doing drugs, clubbing, you know, lying, I've stole, you know, all the things that I did and knowing that who knew that I would be here today. I just want to say this to the listeners. Every one of you has a purpose. We just have to dig deep down within us to find out what that purpose is. All of us have dreams, but dreams are dead unless you put work to the dreams to make them come to light. So, I mean, that's my advice. You got to believe in yourself. You got to come out of that comfort zone. You got to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I'm God's child. I may not be living right. I'm not perfect, but I belong to God. And what he has for me, no one, no one can take from me unless I allow them to take it from me. You heard it first from Robin Johnson, author of I'm Still Standing, going through the storms of life to the, to the rainbows of victories. Robin, I thank you so much for, for being able to be on the show with us. Uh, Robin, can we possibly get you back on the show in the future? Oh, sure, because um, after I do this stage play, y'all going to want to know what, how it was. Uh, no, that's right. So you got to come back and tell us. Going. So, so we'll be back with Robin Johnson as well in the future after she does her stage play. But for right now, I just want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, my oh, friend. I appreciate thank it. Thank you, Mr. Fish. We had a great time, didn't me. we? Oh, yes, we did. Yeah.